Today's episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast is presented by Kyle's Kitchen. Kyle is open for business at their locations in Goleta and Santa Barbara. And please check them out online if you want to donate. Go to kyleskitchen.com slash givingback to make a donation to the community. This episode also brought to you by The Daily Nexus, the on-campus newspaper at UCSB. We want to thank Annika Pearson, who I had an interview with the other day. There's going to be a feature in The Daily Nexus about this podcast. It will be in print next week, and it will be online at dailynexus.com. So uh, please check that out and read Annika's work in The Daily Nexus about the Gauchanai podcast. A couple of things to clean up from last week. After we spoke with Dylan Tate on his Taxi Squad uh, status, he actually got called up and made his season debut the day it was released. So if I had timed it right, I could have said after the pod that Dylan pitched on that day a few days after I interviewed him, but I'm cleaning it up now. So uh, Dylan is up. He's healthy. He's thrown a couple good innings uh, with the Orioles, who are kind of in that top portion of the American League East. So uh, watch out for Dylan and also uh, Bieber, of course, doing his thing. And we hope to see Kyle Nelson up there soon. And I also want to shout out to the firefighters who are doing their thing uh, in California. It's been a tough week, tough couple weeks with the, the fires in the Bay Area and all the smoke that's made its way into Santa Barbara. And we do have a former gaucho who has been working at the Lake Fire. And I want to shout him out, Jarrett Costa, who was a backup catcher a few years ago. He is uh, working on that fire. And also some other guys who have relations to UCSB. Um, Sebastian Jalisco, who's a local kid, Jeff Small, who was Danny Marenko's roommate. He's uh, my friend. He was a student manager with me back in 2013. He's a firefighter up in the Bay Area working on the fires. And then Bill Marenko, Danny's dad, who is a retired firefighter uh, out of the Bay Area. So I uh, wanted to give the, the firefighters some love. So this week we got J.J. Muno and Clay Fisher, a fun interview, talking about the 2016 run and their relationship uh, as middle infielders and, uh, and their friendship beyond beyond the field as well. They're still pretty close. So uh, this was a fun one. And without further ado, let's get to it. This is J.J. Muno and Clay Fisher. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts the deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning. And Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? There's the 0-2 pitch. And a curveball is swung on him. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Big West. All right, today on the Gaucho and I podcast, we got a couple middle in couple of legends, I could say. A couple of uh, stout, honest, honorable gauchos who uh, were on that 2016 College World Series team. Introducing first from La Quinta. It was a gaucho between 2015 and 2018. 2016, Big West honorable mention. He was a 2017 preseason All-American and a 2018 first-team All-Big West. 12th round pick of the Baltimore Orioles in 2018 as a gaucho in 185 games he had a 269 average he hit six home runs drove in 84 and he had 32 stolen bases and 
was an absolute stud in that 2016 College World Series run. Please welcome to the Gaucho 9 podcast, Clay Fisher. What's up, Clay? What's up, everybody? Clay, so (laughs) explain the mullet and the mustache real quick because they're really strong. Well, Coach Checkett's never let me have one, so I've just been waiting. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, I don't know. I just figured I was bored during this quarantine and had some fun with it. You've had a lot of fun with it. A lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next up from Hermosa Beach, Zugacha between 2014 and 2017. He was a 2016 second team All Big West, 2017 All Big West honorable mention, 27th round pick of the Chicago White Sox in 2017. He, in his Gaucho career, 148 games played. He had eight home runs, drove in 60 runs, stole 31 bases, and hit a 262 clip. And so far in the minor leagues, he has played 153 games between rookie ball and double A. Please welcome to the Gaucho 9 pod, J.J. Muno. J.J. Yeah, Thanks for having me, Kevin Cannon, sir. You're welcome. So you, you got a mustache, too. It's not the best one that I've seen you grow, but it's just, you know, it's maybe it's just young. It's it's not fully matured yet. Yeah, it's just a long weekend, not coherent to shave type of deal. <laughs> you can grow a good one. Yeah, I can get a good, nasty-looking one. Well, didn't you have one in uh, when you are in Birmingham or in Winston-Salem? Like a real good one, like gritty. Yeah, my first two seasons in pro ball, I had a – a gross looking one. Very <laughs> Latino looking one. <laughs> well, I guess while we're on the subject, let's jump into minor league ball. Clay, you played your full first full year last season because you were rehabbing a little bit. But let's start with JJ because you've been, well, I wouldn't say a journeyman, but you've pretty much played I think you have played every single position in the minor leagues you have caught and pitched is that right I did yeah uh whatever maybe 18 I uh played every position try not to get cut you know try to make myself a little valuable you know so you caught I caught and extended I'm counting that that still counts (laughs) yeah counting it I caught I caught like five innings and extended so how'd that, how'd that, that was, go? Uh, not terrible. I was that was when I was real worried about you know getting cut. So I was like, hey, I can catch. You know, <laughs> you did it a little in uh, school too, didn't you? For uh, practice and stuff. Yeah, I think I caught like for like a couple weeks in the fall one time. Yeah. Was, yeah, I yeah they put me everywhere. Were you were you worried about being cut when you were catching as a gaucho too? No, probably. <laughs> this no, was probably wasn't. early Gaucho career. Not many innings played for Mr. Mano. <laughs> oh, Clay, how how's uh, Aberdeen? Aberdeen was cool stadium. Drew a lot of fans. Both the Ripken brothers owned it, so. Oh, okay. They came out a few times. It, yeah, it's a nice stadium. It's fun. Where is it? Is it in Maryland? Yeah, Aberdeen, Maryland. Okay. I think all of our all of our affiliates are in Maryland except AAA's in Virginia. That's all, that's I, all close yeah. by. Yeah, it was nice. 
What did, what were your guys' biggest takeaways so far on on minor league baseball on the on the experience? Like, was it everything that you thought it would be? Was it different, or was it just kind of baseball for you guys? JJ, you want to go first? Uh, I was hoping Clay would go first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's just baseball, really. Um, there's a lot of pressure, obviously. You're competing with a ton of other really good baseball players, and there's a lot of politics and other stuff that's out of your control. So you kind of just have to control what you can control. So Chex will be happy with that little statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't – pro ball, if you don't work, then there's not – people don't really direct you – they don't help you as much as college coaches do. So it's kind of on your own, um, which in college it was nice to, I mean, the coaches were on your ass and stuff, but it made you do what you had to do and get, get ready and get good. And then pro ball, you're on your own. So if you don't work hard, it's on you, which is, it's good though. It's good. So what have you guys been Very doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's good. No, I like it. It's so good. It's so good. Pro ball's fun. No, it is fun. It's it's different. It's way different than college. I mean, college is a blast because it's just way more team-oriented, and that whole aspect of it is so much fun. But the individuality of pro ball is pretty sweet also. Yeah. Going off that point, like, during the – or, like, End of season, we had to win our last game to to win the play or have a chance to make it to the playoffs. And one thing I didn't like what JJ just said is everyone wanted to go home, and I was like, "What are we playing this game for? You know, like yeah. don't you want to go to the playoffs?" I didn't yeah. understand that, but a lot of dudes are like that, which is kind of annoying. But that's that's wild because I, I talked to Pete Maris, and he went to the AAA National Championship Series last yeah. year. And he said it was, like, one of the coolest baseball experiences of his life. Yeah, but so, – Yeah, I think I, probably the higher levels you go, the more yeah. interested people are in winning. But at the lower levels, it's – everyone's trying to get theirs. Yeah. Not exactly. too worried about the whole team situation, which is yeah. the beauty of college. Like, every game in college is, like, freaking the World Series, it seemed like. Yeah. You lost a weekend series, you know. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and then when we sweep, it was fun. It sure was. Very fun. <laughs> do you guys like the wood bats? I do like hitting with a wood bat. Yeah, it's 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 a good feeling when you hit it pure with a yeah, wood bat. Yeah, on the sweet spot. Yeah. And it sounds way better. Mm-hmm. I, I'll agree with that statement, just the, the sound. Yeah, it's the, much more pure. The crack. Yeah. Screw crack with that. Boys are back. <laughs> also, in Pro Bowl, everyone throws 95. That was a big difference. Instead yeah, of just a Friday fun. guy in college. Even in, college. even in single A. Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe more. Yeah, it's, it's rare to find a guy that's throwing under 90. You don't get many cupcake at-bats. Yeah. What, what about breaking stuff or secondary pitches? Um, in the league I was in, there was a lot of young guys. So they didn't really – I mean, 
some of the dudes didn't really know where their ball was going, but they were throwing it about 97, 98. <laughs> so that helped. Yeah, yeah I, I would think, say, like, it just gets yeah. a little – like, the talent is there from, like, rookie ball. It just kind of – they clean it up a little more at each level, but not crazy. Yeah. I've never been above that. JJ I – mean, yeah, I'm sure in JJ's league they're throwing more strikes and stuff. Yeah, a little – like, still kind of guys with plus plus arms. They just have a little bit more of a clue. Yeah. So, so JJ, what about the jump? So, when you move from rookie ball to low A and then high A and then double A, so, like, could you describe the differences between those? Like, how big of a jump is it from rookie ball just to single A? Is there a big jump or is it pretty similar? Um, I would say it's similar, but kind of what I was saying earlier, like, they just kind of clean it up a little more. Like, they have a little bit better command of everything. They're a little sharper, but – there's there's guys in rookie ball that their stuff's legit, you know. They just don't have a much have mastered their craft as much. It's not it's not a different game at each level. It's just a little cleaner. Yeah. What about the travel? You guys like the travel in minor league ball? My league wasn't terrible. I think our longest bus ride was like eight hours, but. Yeah, mine wasn't too bad either, honestly. I mean, my first rookie ball season, there was some 14 But, I mean, yeah, it's not – those ones aren't great, but it's well, kind of fun. You were in the Carolina League, right? I was in the Carolina League last year, yeah. And that's pretty close. There's an eight-hour one there up to somewhere over there. I don't even know. But, yeah, I mean – that part sucks, but it's also kind of fun being on a bus with all your boys and stuff like that. Those are kind of cool things that come with the job. We would play poker almost every bus trip on a cardboard box in the aisle. Yeah. What about the ballparks? Any cool ballparks? Uh, my home, my home ballparks have been sweet. Everywhere I've kind of been, except for Loway. But then there's some absolute dumps you could roll to, but kind of yeah. just depends. In my league, I mean, most we played in Staten Island and um, Coney Island. Those those parks were cool. Like most of the parks in my league last year were pretty sweet. I think the A's is the oldest. The A's short season was the oldest ballpark like ever still being played on in professional baseball. Is that in, is that in Vermont? Yeah, Vermont. Yeah. I the, think I'm. Uh, I think that's what it was. The Lake Monsters. Lake yeah, <laughs> their third base coach actually went to UCSB. I was I was playing short, and he's all Fisher. He's like, I was class of nineteen sixty something, and I was like, damn, that's cool. No way. Did you get his name? Yeah. I uh, I think I did, but and I looked him up, but I don't remember it. Okay. We we needed that for the pod. We really did. Damn it. That's okay. <laughs> Google it. All right, let's go to uh let's go to Gaucho Land. As uh, Bill Guyvet likes to call it, because you guys really loved your time at UCSB. I mean you guys are here in the off season, you guys are coming to alumni weekend, you're playing in the games, you're you're training here, you guys are I mean JJ, you you're pretty much living here right now. So you know, we, we play golf frequently. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess like I want to start with like the recruiting process and how you guys wound up at UC Santa Barbara because both SoCal kids, Clay from the desert and JJ from Hermosa Beach. Pretty sure Hermosa Beach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Clay is I'm still trying to find this coach real quick. Um, I would, I would say, um, my recruiting process, um, probably they started talking to me junior year and the list of coaches talking to me at that point were very small as in one or two others. So I went to UCSB for a visit and saw the campus and looked at the situation and realized it's not going to get any better than this. You know, none of these big-time schools were going to come knocking on my door anytime soon. So I committed pretty early, probably like two days after I came to visit UCSB. I had no idea UCSB was even a school, realistically. I didn't, know, I didn't even hear about them. And I went up there. I was like, huh, solid spot. Um, the coaches, obviously, I could tell that they were – I could tell Chex was starting to build something there and – Eddie and who else was there? I think Hawk was coach. I could tell that they really had a plan for what they were doing, and I would be lucky to kind of jump on and be able to go to school in Gaucho land. And then kind of I saw that this might be an up-and-coming type of deal. And no one else wanted me, so it's kind of my only option. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it worked out. Yeah, it did. Um. Yeah, I think it was my junior year before season. I think me and my mom went up to a camp during Super Bowl and I ended up playing well. And then no hang one on, had really on. been looking at me. Time out. Time out. You're telling me that the Gauchos hosted a camp on Super Bowl weekend? They did. Okay. Check. Just let, that sink, let that sink in for a sec. Yeah. Checks. <laughs> 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 well, that that was that was the thing with you, Clay. Is uh, like me being an employee and and attending those camps. You know, I, we would often reference you because when you became the starter and and were on TV in the World Series, that's Clay Fisher. He was a camper at one point, and that's one of the big reasons why he came here is what he was a camper. And so we like we can find, and there are great players out there who go to these camps and clay was one of them mm-hmm. yeah i think someone else am i wrong or did someone else that we played with go to one also probably it was just me but whatever but it was uh yeah i ended up playing well and then eddie was eddie was there checks was there i mean check it's was the big upcoming guy i mean i really liked him and um and eddie and they just it was just a good fit. And I always liked going to the beach when I was young. I didn't I don't quite live near the beach, but once I toured that campus, I mean I didn't need to see anything else. And then I mean, like I said before, the coaching staff, I mean, they're up and coming, like they're on the rise and I wanted to be a part of something, you know, like me and JJ probably wanted the same thing, build a have a part in building the program. For sure. So yeah. t- 2015 season, fast forward. So that's Clay's freshman year, JJ's redshirt freshman year, if I'm not mistaken. 
Correct. And it had a good team. I mean, that's with Kalika, Woodward, Pete Maris was playing third base. They had Cam New on that team. And then the pitching staff was unreal. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you guys remember facing those guys, Tate, Bieber, and, and Hakame, like in inner squads? I think they were so precious, they only threw about 10 innings in inner squads. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, I don't that really about remember. It, you're probably right. <laughs> I probably struck out every time if I did face them. Yeah. So how about no, they were, playing, they how were playing, nasty? How about playing defense behind them then? That was cool. I mean, because when Tate or Hawk were throwing, there were probably 20 scouts behind the even at our inner squads. So that was that was a good way for us to get some looks also. Yeah, I mean a lot of ground balls. Tate, you could kind of just stand there because he was going to strike everyone out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, even our relievers that year were nasty, and Maza and oh yeah, Nelly nasty on Tuesdays. Yeah, that was just a that was fun playing defense that year. It was awesome. Not to bring up a negative note, but what do you guys remember about that Lake Elsinore Regional? Because it was it was pretty exciting hosting. And going down there, I mean, at least for me, like, I'm not going to lie, like, I would have rather had it at, at Caesar, but it was still cool to go down there and and host and be a top seed. Like, what was it like for you guys? Oh, I mean, it was kind of weird that we played San Diego State, and they're closer to that ballpark than we were in Santa Barbara, so it was kind of a home game for them. That's kind of what I remember, and I – that was an intense game. Even though we lost, I mean, I think that whole experience helped us with the next year for sure. Yeah, I, I remember kind of going up there and being like, well, I hope hopefully we get some fans. Like, it would be weird if we played in this big minor league stadium and there's no one there. And that first game, it was packed. Most A lot of San Diego State, San Diego State fans, but I feel like, we have a decent amount of UCSB fans that make the trip. And that was kind of the start of freaking gaucho land rolling into places and taking yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah. I remember, I remember the alumni were in some, some bar down the right field line or third baseline. Yeah. I remember that. In left field and they were getting rowdy and getting all after the left fielder for San Diego state. So that was kind of the start of the rowdy freaking gauchos rolling through. The Patron Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> the P- Patron Patrol has been mentioned on this podcast, I believe. And, yeah, your parents, they are solid members, perhaps founding members. I think they are founders. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, I would think that they're founders. I've been to I've been to numerous post game barbecues with the patrol patrol. Patrol patrol. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, they're a good time for sure. Yeah, future gaucho's gotta keep that keep that rolling. Yes. Tell your parents. No, I, I do look. intend I do intend to have have some members on. Oh good luck. I that would be awesome. Man. Uh, but yeah, that Lake Elsinore regional, I think really, I don't like, it was my first playoff experience. I, you guys didn't make playoffs in no, 14, right? Yeah, it was yeah so I think it was good for the 
a core of that team for the next year. I mean, we had some experience, so it helped. It wasn't how we liked it to go, but it was good. Did you feel like you had a chip on your shoulder heading into 2016? I I think I did, yeah. And I think we just had a lot more confidence going into regionals is what helped us. And we were kind of rolling at that time, so it was good. Yeah, definitely. I think we had a massive trip, I think. Like, everyone left, essentially. All those pitchers except for Biebs left. So everyone kind of thought we were going to suck. But we had a solid group of sophomores and juniors that kind of were a really gritty group that knew how to get after it and had confidence in their preparation and their abilities. Not to sound cliche, but we were ready to rock. Yeah. Chemistry, too. I mean, that's yeah. not a cliche word, but we were, we were like, always – Right boys, yeah. yeah. We were just yeah, and even good. even to this day, you guys are close. I mean that that team, really close. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. That sophomore junior class from sixteen is, you know, best friends for life. Sound cliche again, but <laughs> we're definitely we're boys. Like that's a bond that won't be broken ever. You know. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so in 16, obviously, team got off to a good start, and you guys were playing up the middle. And you guys had some experience the previous year playing together. Like, was there a moment during the season or in fall or, or summer or whenever, was there a moment when you guys kind of realized that you had some kind of chemistry as defenders where you guys gelled? Was there, was there anything that you could put your finger on, or did it just kind of happen? Uh, I mean, I think even in – my freshman year, JJ started that second opening day, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so I, I don't know if there was one single moment that I remember, but I just know that we would, I don't know, we just gelled up the middle. Maybe when we made our handshake, Chase. Maybe that was Yeah, that, that might have been the day. That might have been it. Yeah. yeah. Probably, I don't know. It's, you could throw anywhere, anyone at second base next to fish and – You'd probably say there's some sort of chemistry because Fish is so no, nice. That's really. not true. And Clark was at third. Like, that whole infield was, like, a bunch of shortstops around. So, we were just, yeah, very cohesive group. We played yeah. some pretty good D that year for sure. Was it the yeah. gloves? Because you guys, I've, I've held your guys' gloves before. And yeah, we both shaped our gloves pretty weird. funky, so that might be it. They're pretty strange. Yeah, <laughs> pancake, yeah, pancake crew. True. <laughs> pancake <laughs> Eastons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What was the mindset like at the end of the season? Because we finished with two losses to Riverside. We sucked. <laughs> in, that, in that last that year, third and finished finished third in the conference, and you know we probably underperformed in conference and had a bad series the last weekend of the year. So, like, what what did that tell you guys at the end of the year? I don't know. At, even though we came in third in the Big West, like Long Beach was really good that year. Fullerton, I was always up there. 
Um, I mean, we, we ended up – we beat Long Beach that year. I remember three good games. We were just pretty much grinding the whole Big West season, just like we were all year. And um, I don't know. I didn't – I never felt like we, we'd been defeated at that point. I thought we were still – we had a really good shot going into yeah, playoff. It was kind of like a reset. Like we got to reset and kind of start over again because we came out so hot that year, kind of slowed down. We had some pitching injuries, I think. Like we kind of were, were kind of grinding to the finish line and then we kind of got to reset. And I remember, I think it was Harvey talking to us at some point and he was like, telling us how we just need to go out there and be confident in ourselves and go do our thing like we were in the beginning of the year. Kind of, We were just kind of confident group that kind of would go out there and put it out there and let it all eat. Yeah, exactly. And I, I forgot to mention the the uh, the Tony Gwynn Classic. Yeah, we rolled through that. Mm-hmm. At the, at the yeah, that was – because that's, that's kind of what – so I'm not going in chronological order, but that's okay. Because that kind of put the Gouches on the map and made some, some people wake up and say, oh, wow, like, Gouches are back. Yeah, because it was like Kentucky, U of A, Nebraska. Weren't there – there were like six teams there, or what was it? Lots of good teams there. We played. Yeah, good names. Kentucky, Bryant, and San Diego. Oh, yeah, USD. But 11. Blew everyone out the water, right? Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't even a close game. 11 4, 16 2, and 9 3. Yeah. I remember Aaron Fitt was talking about (laughs) how the Gauchos were going to suck and blah, blah, blah. And then then we rolled through that tournament, and he's like, oh, wait, the Gauchos might, might be decent. Yeah. So. That's that might have been where the, the chip on our shoulder started, too. Some yeah. of those. I read all yeah. that junk. Yeah. <laughs> I was all over it. You were all, all into that, it. huh? Oh, yeah. Like an idiot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's jump to Nashville. Nashville's got a special place in our heart. Sure one, does. One, because yeah. – uh, JJ just got back from Nashville. I did. <laughs> Celebrating. Was it a birthday or was it a anniversary? Was it Kaylee's it was birthday? A, right? Kaylee's birthday. Kind of a good excuse to go back. Okay. Yeah. Drove that studio up again. That's fair. That's fair. Because, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess what I want to start with in Nashville was like looking back on it, at least for me, it kind of feels like a it was a weird regional and i'm speaking from having been to now four as a as a member of the staff and that one it just felt weird one because one because obviously the the tragedy that happened with vanderbilt Mm -hmm. and like that was tough and then there was a weather delay and gauchos didn't play a game on on that first day and then the the extra inning game the the devo hit the the bush walk off like it just kind of had this weird feel to it i don't know maybe it's me maybe it's me saying that because we won and it felt different because we won but 
how did it feel how did it feel like for you guys because well, there were really no fans either because we never played the host. We never played vandy yeah. the host. and i think like you said it was the weather was kind of shaky and all that so i mean and you who we, we played u-dub and then us we're both coming from the west coast they're not going to have a giant crew rolling out so there weren't many fans at any of our games um but I just remember that first game was like a roller coaster. And then when we ended up winning and then Vandy, Vandy was playing after us. So there were a bunch of fans rolling in and then walking out. We just, we felt like we just won a big league game. It was awesome. Yeah. That first game was like, we were kind of struggling before the playoffs and like that first win was like such a grind and like we were battling and just kind of grinding it out and, we had these two freaking huge bombs that kind of blew the place up and mm -hmm. it was like, it was, it was on from there. Like we just started rolling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like Bieber, Bieber's start kind of goes unnoticed because it went to extras. And yeah. And Nelly cool. comes in for like three innings and kills a yeah. hundred people. Yeah. Just I remember Nelly's Bieber, stat line. Bieber just doing what he does. Like first couple innings he was cruising. And then I think there were like, Seven leadoff hitters in a row that got on base, but I don't think any of them scored or something like that. He was just yeah, it was the most play. stressful game because like <laughs> every inning they had the leadoff guy on and they bunted him over. So for like the whole last eight innings, there was a runner in scoring position and yeah. we were gonna lose. And then Beebs got out of it. Beebs yeah. got out of it every time. Yeah, Beebs, Nelly, Betty, Nelly, J.K. Yeah, they all got huge punchies in that in that game and then we hit some lucky bombs not lucky but big time clutch bombs timely well we'll talk about gradford's homer because devon i mean talk about a roller coaster career as a gaucho coming in as a position player then he was he was pitching for a time and he wasn't sure if he was gonna make the team in 2016 and then he's switch hitting hitting 330 third. batting third yeah. for the chose like yeah. And, he, and that his first career home run came in that game, and it was with the Gauchos down one in extra innings. Like I couldn't believe it. It was like yeah. the, it was more. It was like the first of many marquee, memorable like moments of that postseason. And this one kind of gets overshadowed because it didn't win the game, but it without it, obviously things might have been different. But like, what was that home run like? Because Devon was amped. I remember the inning before the pitcher that Devo hit the homer off. The inning before, someone got thrown out at third, and this seven. pitcher just went. Yeah, it was seven. Sorry, Tev. JJ did it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I was hitting and I like hit a flare to right or something, and Tevin got hosed that. Yeah, <laughs> and then that pitcher went ballistic to his dugout, yeah. like free, like super excited, pumping his like banging his chest. And then Devo hit that off him, and then that was – that's what I remember being cool about it. I remember was, Devo freaking jumping around. And yeah. I remember him grabbing his bat. Grabbed after. his bat, yeah. So, like, you we didn't came even know to the dugout, and we were about to jump up with him and, like, high-five him, and he, like, had his bat in his hand. It was yeah. the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> I remember that. He didn't even know what was going on. I would None of us did. Yeah. And then Bush hits just a tank to walk it off. That was sick. Yeah. That was that was 
from that point on, it was freaking – we were rolling. Yeah. Like, the mojo was – we had some legit mojo for sure. We did. And Clay was on Sports Center Top 10 with the, yeah, JJ. the Jeter play. In JJ, the was, you were the next day, right, Jace? I I think so the next day. Yeah. Wait, JJ was Both on Top were. 10? How come I don't remember? Yeah. It was a diving was, play. Was it and Bush, or in the four hole? It was it was in the four hole and Bush had like a diving pick kinda. Yeah. Diving fall. Wait, so we were all over Sports Center, is what you're saying. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we're nasty. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what about so what about Fisher's bat? So Yeah, he raked that regional. Raked. He hit that was your first nuke too. Yep. Yeah, that was my first homer. Both of them, no doubters, too. This yeah, which is bombs. weird because they got a big old monster and left. So yeah, I would have never thought it would be there. But yeah, fish raked that. Fish and bush raked. Boys, here, let me let me give you some numbers. So Fisher in that in Asheville had seven hits, three doubles, a triple, a homer, and seven RBIs. Yeah. Bush did he have an even better stat line, I think. And, and a stolen base to boot. Not bad. JJ, you, you raked the playoffs too. What are you talking about? So, JJ hit safely in all eight games, reached base safely in all eight games, and he had a seven-game hit streak. And he had four doubles and, like, four there RBIs. There you go. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was those week three weeks or whatever it was. Best time ever. For real. For real. Best time of my life so far for sure. Mm-hmm. Well so so win two games against Xavier. Justin Kelly had that unbelievable performance in relief against Xavier. Yeah. And then Gaucho's win he just watched that the other day. Gaucho's win, Sorry. and I think it's dead week or finals week. And mm-hmm. we're in Nashville, and we're supposed to go to Louisville, which is just up the road. So we don't go home. Did it feel yeah. like a? Did it feel like a vacation? Like did it feel like you're in the big leagues? Because I was, I was just on this like whirlwind trip. Like this is the greatest thing ever. I'm sure that's what you guys were thinking too. But especially that hotel in Louisville when we got there, that thing was like. Five star. Yeah, that whole that whole trip. Like when we rolled from Nashville straight to Louisville, and we like took our finals in in the hotel in Louisville. Like it was all it was all a blur. It was so fun, and you're just with your best friends. Like we just kind of went on vacation with our best friends and played a little baseball. Also, yeah. And, and Muhammad Ali passed away. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we, that's right. we were at we were at the we were lifting weights at Louisville, and the motorcade rides by. And Ali, he has got a monument. Did you guys go to the monument in Louisville? There's was a, it downtown, like right by our hotel? Yeah, somewhere close. I think that's I did. Yeah, yeah. Like, the whole the whole trip was crazy. Everything that happened is like it was really sick. Yeah. Were you guys scared of the Cardinals going up to it? You can be 100% honest. 
Totally. Not we weren't scared, but like we were go we were gonna go out and do our thing, and if it wasn't good enough, then it wasn't good enough. Like we weren't scared, but I mean, did I have some doubts about the outcome of the games? Yes. <laughs> <I do. laughs> But like we we were just gonna go out and do our thing and whatever happened happened. Yeah. Kind of which was the mentality I think we took in. It was like we're gonna go out and enjoy this, you know, play the best we can and if we get smoked, so be it. Like it was house money at that point. I mean, but especially I mean, with Bieber and Noah going. I mean, did Noah throw the second game? He did, right? Yeah. I mean that that helped a lot. And yeah, and then we had our our bullpen also. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't like. I feel like we always felt we always had a confidence. That group always had a confidence in themselves. Like, yeah, we may not be these big name players, but we're not terrible. <laughs> yeah, and Beebs is the greatest exactly. pitcher of all time, so that helps <laughs> out. <laughs> That was a sneaky little fact we didn't know about earlier. We knew he was legit, but we didn't know he's the greatest ever. Yeah. Little did we know. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeps getting better and better every game. Yeah, for real. It's unreal. So, but yeah, at that point, we were just rolling out and playing and playing well. You know? when, Bush, when Bush homers in four straight games? Yeah. That helps, too. That was yeah. And you have Beaver throwing on Friday, which is an <laughs> auto win. So all we had to do was win one game and get lucky. So we we checked that one. Birdie's on the Sox with you now, huh? He's just yeah. debuted. I know. I saw that. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of names from the from that series that yeah, are from that team now. Yeah, for real. There's probably like at least six, I would think. Yeah. Nick, Sol- Nick Solak's plan starting for the Rangers. He Will Smith. In that series, McKay. Yeah. Brendan McKay. Will Smith. Will Smith. Dodger um, I'm sure Corey Ray's knocking on the door somewhere. Birdie. I think Funkhauser debuted too. We didn't even face really? him. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even face him. Yeah. I mean, they had like – I feel like they had 10 guys drafted on the first day. Seems yeah, like. it's crazy. <laughs> Who was who was nastier, McKay or Harrington? I thought Harrington was. I don't know if McKay had his best stuff that day, but I thought Harrington was a little better. Yeah, I did too. Harrington kind of was a little funky. Yeah. He okay to sell up, so stats would say Harrington yeah. for sure. Yeah. At least that weekend. All right, let's let's get to the uh let's get to the grand slam. Um, because JJ was on base. JJ was, was on base, third base. He's got a hit off a ninety-eight mile per hour fastball. I remember that little little bleeder up the middle, right? Yeah, I just slapped, slapped a single up the middle. <laughs> I remember the first thing I did was look at the the radar gun and gave a little fist pump. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't think we were winning that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Did you? And then we had what a Dempsey walked or something. And who else got Dempsey on? Dempsey was a freaking really good AB, and then Billy walked. Billy. Did you? So you let off that inning? 
No. Okay. Bush led off the inning. That's right. And, There's one and like out. Cade on three pitches. There was and one. I was like, oh, oh, crap. Like, we're screwed, essentially. So, I I just remember swinging the first pitch. Got lucky and hit a roller up the middle. Clay, where were you during all this? I was at the end of the dugout. I forgot who I was sitting with, but in the in the video, there's a hat like thrown up yep. on the right. Is that your hat? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my hat. Oh my god. Yeah. All this time I I, have, I, I, I did. didn't know whose hat that was. Yeah, I think it was me and Noah sitting on the far right of the dugout. And then I just I kind of like ran into the middle of the field too. When <laughs> Sam hit the homer, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. I think everyone blacked out at that point, didn't know what was right. happening. I remember jumping down the third baseline screaming, we're going to Omaha, like a little, yeah. like a little kid. Just like <laughs> jumping and waving my arms. And Woo! Clark was on deck and like we were like jumping on home plate trying to high five each other. Like we probably looked like five-year-olds. <laughs> and then that umpire <laughs> like, we couldn't was... even hit hands. We were just like, I don't know what the hell we were doing. The umpire was trying to calm everyone down and then got pummeled at the bottom That's of the dog pummeled. Glasses broken, bleeding. <laughs> what was he doing? Get a clue. I don't know. <laughs> Get a freaking clue. <laughs> we absolutely – I remember I watched it on TV and Bates comes sprinting in from the bullpen <laughs> and does a, like a leap and absolutely crushes the umpire. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe that, that was your hat, Clay. Yeah. Awesome. I know. It's it's a it's like the one thing you see every every time I watch that clip, I'm like, there's Clay's hat. Little hat yeah. That's a freaking I, know, what else I probably threw other ball. stuff too. Yeah. I threw was... I threw my helmet like into the fans almost. Like into the, <laughs> into the screen behind home plate. Yeah, who cares where it goes at that point? Yeah, I just trucked it. <laughs> yeah. This is too much for the host. I can't control myself over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that would be sweet if we had, a, like, a personal reaction to everyone on that because that would yeah. be great. Well, that, that's that's kind of why I'm digging into this because, like, I didn't really get the whole story behind Sam. I didn't really know that he was in the bullpen warming up the pitcher in case no, I just... tied the game and went to extras, and he had I to run down either. to the dugout. I didn't either. Like – one like two minutes prior to that, he was catching in the bullpen. Like wrap your head around that. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah. The whole thing is so wild. I remember, it, like early in the count, he like fouled it, hundred mile per hour heater, like ninety degrees to the left. And I looked at Eddie. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> like he's not on time for that. Uh, and then he threw a changeup, bozo. <laughs> Ninety-two, yeah. Brian was barrel. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, yeah. Th- this is this is great. This is great. He's like, I, I just remember it so vividly. I'm sure you guys remember it vividly. Kind yeah. of. Oh yeah. Except for yeah. like after after it after he hits it, like then it's just kind of a blur until until you gather yourself and like sit down. Yeah, until we got on the bus, like it was, it was like 
you're kind of just walking around with, like your hands on your head like mm-hmm. what the heck is going on here that whole rest of the night <laughs> yeah so well, like, pretty sure my feet were like melting too from that turf and the heat oh my god i remember so hot yeah. yeah, that game was so hot. I was like, we're going to have to come back here and do this again tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. This is so hot. <laughs> the, the turf was like burning our feet. Yeah, my feet were melting. Yeah, it was the most miserable game until that point. We're yeah. getting just shoved on. <laughs> so, when did it hit you? Like, when you got on the plane to fly to Omaha? Or when we got off the plane and jumped on a bus that was on the tarmac that had our school's name on it? Or did yeah. it hit you, like, right when you left the field that day? I think when we were in the bus, we turned yeah. on some music and just went crazy. Grand yeah. Dragmire. Grand Dragmire yeah. was on the playlist, and we were just screaming. We had an Omaha chant going, and uh-huh. we played the Omaha song. I don't know what the name of that song is, but we played it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. We're actually going to this fairy land that we always say we want to go to, but never actually think we're actually going to go there. Like, we're going there. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and, and we got there, first team to arrive, I think. Yeah, we were, for sure. By, by, by charter airplane. The second, was it second, yeah, second charter plane of that trip. Yeah, we were big time for Yeah, for that was sweet, too. Yeah. So what, what what were the things like leading up to, like what do you remember leading up to that first game? Like uh, the media, the practices at at TD Ameritrade, um, like the hotel and just like the anticipation. Like what's, what are some of the things that you guys remember? I think uh, showing up to the field, like for our first practice day and the other teams were pra- – I think there's – I think Oklahoma State or someone was in front of us practicing and and then we all lined up to do those autographs and stuff. It just felt like you were doing what you see on TV every year. It was yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, like I remember fans outside our hotel, like every practice we went to, like people are just waiting for our autographs. And that was probably normal for people in like the SEC, but for us it was like, holy mm-hmm. smokes, this is the coolest thing ever. Like we're big leaguers, like we're so cool. And little kids wear <laughs> our gear and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was like, I think for us, it was so different than, like, normal gaucho land where, like, baseball is not huge. It was, like, the coolest thing. It was Disneyland for us. Uh-huh. Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> I, li- I like Disneyland. I like Disneyland. Yeah, it was baseball Disneyland. A little, uh, little Matterhorn, a little Space Mountain. Yeah, for real. And I, I remember I went to watch my cousin there and, like, being on his side of it now, which it was, like, so surreal because I was, like, a fan, like, watching, and now I was the actual person. That was cool. Fresno State, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. The year they won it? Yeah. That's so I was there. That whole – me and my dad flew out for, like, one game, and they kept winning, and – me and my dad just kept moving our flight back, and my mom was back home just pissed at us. <laughs> it was <Angry>. awesome. <laughs> I was sleeping on, like, the hotel floor, my grandparents. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I also played 
there when I was little. They have tournaments when I was 10 or 11. or We went, I think, two or three years in a row, and we saw, like, I think one year Fullerton was there, one year, what was it, Garrett, Irvine? I think Irvine, Arizona State, Oregon State. So, I mean, being there as a kid and then, like, watching the guys, they look like, I mean, just big timers. And then playing there just felt awesome. Then there's 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 Clay and there's JJ. And yeah, we got to live out blue, that little dream. And they're in their blue mesh gaucho unis. Oh, yeah. yeah. With holes in holes in their socks. I don't know. And we got like gift bags and we got Nike gear and we're like, oh my God. Oh yeah, that was we're sweet. the coolest people ever. Evo Shields. <laughs> what about the what about the sunglasses? Did you guys get any sunglasses? Yeah. Yeah, Oakley. the Oakley dude came. I remember Josh was running that somehow. I don't know. Yeah, how. Josh had Josh had <laughs> Neil. Josh had Neil hooked that up because Neil did yeah. it like twenty times. Neil yeah. Omaha vet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Oklahoma State game. It's the first game of the tournament or the World Series. And it's a day game, and obviously stands are packed. Did you guys have a moment where you stopped and were like, holy holy crap, here I am playing in front of 20,000 people? Or was it just normal baseball like, uh, like we've been talking about? No, it was – I remember specifically the national anthem – yeah, flyover and uh-huh. the place was packed and the flyover you're like shaking and I was like about to cry for some reason I was like what yeah. what is going on like I was yeah. literally, literally tearing up I'm like oh exactly. my god same. And I had, the same way then they had the big scoreboard and like they were show replays of us and I would be like watching my replays and Neil would be in the dugout yelling at me like hey pay attention like you need to move <laughs> over a couple feet to the right and I'm like <laughs> Up there looking at myself, I was like, "Oh my god!" You're like, "I have ADD, coach." <laughs> yeah, totally. That was a bad, bad for me. There's too many, too many bright lights there. Yeah, but those were yeah the biggest goosebumps ever when those jets came. They were yeah. super low too, and you can just like feel it. Yeah, it was unreal. So silly me not going in chronological order. While we're on that theme of kind of being in awe, the the opening, opening ceremonies. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, that was sick. I forgot about those. We were we all rolled up in flip flops. Flip flops. Yeah. Everyone else had their like nice shoes and pants on, and we rolled up in flip flops and just owned the whole. We live on a beach theme. Yeah. And we just had a blast. Everyone else was like business like, and we were just jumping up and down like little kids. <laughs> that was the theme. It was. <laughs> yeah, parade parachuter there's a concert like yeah it was it was pretty wild yeah and then chris clements wins like an academic award but he wasn't able to make it because he was hurt and record goes up and takes it (laughs) no one knows that that Uh, wasn't that wasn't planned no no (laughs) it totally wasn't planned well you know joe like this he just did it yeah I remember doing the Olay chant like right before they chant or like call our name out and we like Mm. Busted through some tunnel or something. I don't know. Yeah, center field. Yeah. All right, let's get to the game. Bieber and Hatch, just a legendary pitching duel. It was. Yeah, Bieber just gave the old normal stat line they throws out there. 
nine innings, one earned. Yeah, we couldn't get him a run. That was bad. Yeah. But that that dude, Hatch, he was, like, shaky for the first couple innings, and then he found his groove. Yeah, he was dialed in. It's definitely a defense duel. Yeah, Fish smoked the ball. The third baseman jumped and grabbed with, like, a run on – with Kalik on first. If that's for double, like, we're, you know, second and third, maybe Kalik scores there. Yeah, I remember that. I also got thrown out stealing. That catcher had a hose also. Yeah, he was legit. That, that didn't help. But, yeah, that was fun. No, that, that, was was the, that was a solid team, too. They were, yeah. they were good. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're undefeated in Omaha when we score a run, so. That's right. Here's a fun chat for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's All you got to do is score. Hard to, hard to win when we don't score a run. <laughs> yep. We're also undefeated when there's a rain delay. True. That's true. JJ, you have like – what do you, how many RBIs do you have in that game? Two or three, right? Um, I think I only drove you in. Oh, okay. But you got like three hits. Three I, had three a, hits. I had a double, and I think Devo almost scored, but Eddie stopped him, and then Cumbie had that hit. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. And then some – Oh, sorry, Kev. Did we jump forward too far? No, no, no. This, game? no this is this is fine. I was just I was gonna ask about like that's the first L that you guys took in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's true. And and you're facing elimination, and you're playing Miami. Yeah. Like, I remember. And, yeah. Uh, as Zach Collins, who was like, that guy was good. I feel like a top top ten pick, and he He's hit a home run now too, right? Yeah, I played with him a little bit in the minors. And he had a home run in the first, and I was like, oh, we might Uh-oh. get absolutely rolled here, and this dream might be over. But it didn't didn't happen that way, thank goodness. Yeah, Noah started carving a little bit too there. Yeah, he did. And then we – our bats woke up. Like you – you um, then we had a couple back-to-back suicides or safety squeezes, I think, right? Yeah, Mark and Billy. Yeah, thing ever. I wanted to, I wanted awesome. to touch on JJ's RBI single in the first. Talk about a, like another bleeder. That's Absolutely. how he got. It, that's how he got it done. So the, the bleeder against Birdie to start the rally. Uh huh. And then just like talk about being out in front, rolling over on a breaking ball. Yeah, absolute hundred fifty hopper through the four hole. Which I never get anymore because everyone shifts. But back then we, <laughs> we had no shifts yet, so I got a knock. Thank goodness. Was but that? I remember the, the rain delay. Yeah, you were. You scored. Okay. And then I, well, yeah, sorry, but my hit was like a swinging push bunt. That was not <laughs> any better. And then JJ did that. I, I was down to baseball that year. Yeah, swinging bunts everywhere. <laughs> And then a homer every once in a while. Yeah, then Bush came up. Yeah. What were you saying, though, the rain delay? Sorry. I remember yeah. – Can we get Dallas some detail on this? There. Are we going to talk about this one? Because I, I haven't got the full rundown. I heard some rumors. And... Yeah, so Dallas Braden was the announcer. And he – I don't know. With, with, um, with, what's his name? The Red Sox. Alex Cora. Alex Cora. Alex Cora. 
yeah. Miami grad, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, I remember he knew Eddie, I think, because they were in the A system together. Yeah, so he came, came down to say hi to Eddie. And then he, like, popped his head in there and, like, banged on the wall. And he said, send these guys back to uh, South, South Beach. Beach. But he used a, a different term. He, he used like, a different term for guys. Yeah. It started with an F. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember all of us looking at each other like, what the heck? And then we're like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So far, though. Just pushing each other. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. So I remember that. It was hilarious. And then we came out of the rain delay swinging. And then your dad did a tarp slide on the dugout. Yeah. Maybe a few beers into that one. There might have been. Did he really yeah. do a tarp slide on the, on the yeah. top of the dugout? On the top of the on... dugout. And it played like on, on the ESPN. ESPN broadcast in the clubhouse. So we all saw it. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, what, that's what did it. Yeah, those two things right there. And we, were, we had our mojo back. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, and so Cumbie comes out. Devo gets on. JJ smacks the double down the line. You got a hold of that one. You smoked that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Cumbie pinch hit. He's puking everywhere, going up to the at bat. Yeah, he was sick. In inside outs, it inside the bag. Gaucho scored two runs. And then the safety squeezes. Yeah, it's the most Gaucho thing ever. It worked. Billy does the safety squeeze and they throw it away. And then I remember being in the dugout and Chex was like. Let's do it again. Yep. <laughs> it was hilarious. And Billy got freaking fired up too. It was awesome. Oh yeah. With his little double fist pump. Like yeah. his little Billy fist pump. It was great. Yeah. And then Rhino bunts one like out of space that yeah. was perfect. Yeah. And yeah, then we had Nelly then we had Nelly come in and shut it down. I think yeah. Nelly that was like the first time he actually struggled. Like he didn't struggle very hard, but yeah, he gave up a run. run. Yeah, he gave up a run, which I don't think he he had done in a long time. Yeah, so we're we're freaking out. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then he then he closed it out. Yeah, that was so sweet. What do you remember about the play that that ended the game, the double play, Fish? Because I think that's another underrated moment of the postseason. Because uh, there's not many that can handle that type of play at second base coming from the pitcher where it's thrown right at the bag on the ground, literally. Well, yeah, Nelly's – he's a freaking athletic pitcher. He's quick. So, he – once he got the ball, he turns around and throws it. I'm, like, just getting there, and it was a little low. And then, uh, yeah, I just did what I could to catch it and then got rid of it. Yeah, he made that look way easier than it actually was. Yeah, how, was, how hard – how hard is that to do? Play. How hard is that to do, J.J.? Yeah, that's difficult for sure. And he just made it look so easy. And the fist pumps were on after that. Then we did our handshake. Yeah. I think that's when we got that sick picture that was in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. We were jumping super high. Yeah. What were the what were the pressers like? Did did Fish, did you do any pressers like uh post? I didn't do any uh I think Chuck has figured out I'm not very good at talking in those. So, you know, other people. Jay's was one. He nailed some. He nailed it. I did one, and I JJ's, remember. 
JJ's good at those. Bush. I remember Fit was asking a question. The guy who had been like just dogging us all year. He's like, "You guys are pretty much saying like you guys are pretty good," and and I was like, "Yeah, we knew that." Like, <laughs> yeah, we read all your garbage, and we were like, "We're, we're gonna prove the, we're gonna prove this dude wrong." Yeah. I remember him like asking it at the presser, and I was like almost giggling. <laughs> That's good. Full disclosure: we do like Aaron Fit. He does love yeah. stuff. He does. He just didn't like us that year, so I, I had to put the old chip on my shoulder. Our the whole team, kind of. That's what it's all about. That's yeah, what yeah. About. Well, I, and John Shambi, in the, uh, in the closeout on the broadcast of the Miami game, he says, uh, and uh, something along the lines of like JJ Muno's Gauchos survive, or JJ and his Gauchos. Like, I think he kind of put that label on you. JJ, unless uh, you think that it was like you were the leader on the team, the vocal leader, the the energizer bunny. Well, JJ did. Yeah, I might have been the loudest. I was the <laughs> loudest <laughs> guy. It's probably JJ Shane Bieber. <laughs> JJ was the spark plug that game, and anytime a camera came to his face, he would he would yell at it. So they loved it. It was yeah. awesome. I was just the loudest. That's all it was. It was definitely not the gout that it was Beaver's scout shows. <laughs> nah. It was JJ's. <laughs> nah, it was fun. <laughs> I remember that like our fans that game were like out of this world. Like they were so loud. Yeah. Maybe had a couple drinks before. But who knows? The alum- Maybe not. The alumni and our parents, like, they just had a freaking blast and took over Omaha for that time we were there, and after that game, it felt we felt like big leaguers again. Like they were so loud, they're like oh, doing yeah. all their chants and stuff. It was, it was sweet. That was like, that kind of stuff is what made that whole playoff run for real. We had a good turnout in Omaha, for sure. Yeah. Having having the the fans there and the and the alums, and let's refer it let's like building off of the previous year at Lake Elsinore where you guys were were stoked at the turnout down in those games and then you see the turnout in Omaha like what did that mean to you guys as players we might have just covered it but I kind of want to dig into it a little more well I think um a lot of the alumni showed up which is cool it just shows the the I mean, the tradition and whatever you want to say about our school and our program, I mean, that's the coolest part because, I mean, if if any future Gaucho team goes to Omaha, you know, we're all going to try to be there. And that was that was awesome. And then all our family and friends, it was just it was just perfect. Yeah, that was, like, the coolest part. Like, all those guys came back. Like, the big-time guys even came back. Spilly was there. Michael Young was there, like all those big names that we had kind of heard about. And then you have like Andy Graham and all those guys and they're getting rowdy and the hammerheads. Yeah. We just, yep. The hammerheads, all them, like we might not have had the most people, but like we sure had the most passionate group. And that was, that was cool. Like we could definitely feel that. So it was, it made it all the more special. 
and then like like seeing them when you're walking out of the the clubhouse to the bus yeah like amongst all the the fans that want to see you guys after the game like that was one of the cool things for me was walking out and there's still people there that want to see us like that's what it's all yeah, about. Here. There was like a deafening yeah. tunnel of people, and it was like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> we had never experienced anything like that. And our fans, I remember Scott Quinlan was there, and he was just probably had a couple of drinks, and he was screaming and yelling. It was it was awesome. Yeah. I, I remember seeing Quinlan, and he was like he was like crying. He was so happy. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. it's special because I mean, they like to see our work pay off and. I don't, it just it just makes it all worth it, you know. Yeah, it was like it felt like that was for everyone that had you know had a part in kind of building that program, and it felt like we were doing it for all those guys also. Yeah. Would you say that's kind of the biggest takeaway from from that experience? The twenty three day trip going to Omaha, like, is that the biggest takeaway for you guys? What the, just Omaha? No, like like the, the connecting with fans and, and alums and and like recognizing that gratitude. Yeah, I think that was one of the coolest parts for sure. It, I mean, it just it gives you confidence too. Like when when they show up, like to watch you and support you. I mean, it gives you some drive, and it's it's just yeah, it's overall awesome. Yeah, that like that connection and kind of feeling like you did it for for everyone who's been putting work into trying to get to Omaha and being like that first group you kind of accomplished that goal for everyone it wasn't just for you guys for us it was like for everyone that had grinded before us and then kind of just being with our boys for that long on the road those two things were the coolest part exactly yeah Okay, last last question or last uh, last bit here. Uh, I guess the word that pops to mind is legacy. I don't know if I want to drop a legacy on you guys, make it super heavy, but like, what do you guys think your impact is has been on the program, and what are you guys looking forward to in the future and and a personal level? And so this is a multi layered question. Like on a, what are you looking forward to on a personal level, and then what do you hope to see from the Gauchos? I think like I just feel like our legacy was kind of just carrying the torch from guys before us, like guys like Luke Swinson, Jackson Morrow, Pettibone, um, Mally, all those guys that I'd kind of learned from, and they had learned from guys before them. Like just being able to finally finish it and like push it over the edge. But it was like, it was all those guys that could like set it up and made it happen for us. Like we kind of just were lucky enough to like get it done, and like being able to do it for all those guys was kind of the coolest part for me. Guys like Woody and guys I'd learned from and stuff like that, Luke Swenson. So that for me it was like they're all pumped for us. But it was like you guys made this happen. Like you put the program in this situation for us to be able to do this. Yeah, and like when you asked me before when, like why I wanted to go to Santa Barbara, I wasn't really lying when I said, like I want to do something here. Like that kind of, I think that's what kind of drove me throughout college because, I mean, Santa Barbara, it's always been a decent 
baseball school, but they were never considered very good yet. And I mean, I wanted the school I was going to to be good, and I'm sure JJ and everyone else felt the same. So it just it just felt very good to accomplish what we did. Yeah, we wanted to build something when we got there, and yeah, guys had laid the foundation. I think checks is just just keep keeps on building it every year. Yeah. He's done an awesome job. For sure. Okay, and what about on a personal level for you guys in the future? Where you guys where you guys want to be? Where are you guys going? Talking about with our future baseball careers here? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean I think we were both feeling JJ and I were both working our butts off this last off season and we were feeling good going into spring training and then all this stuff happened, so I mean, we're still here. We're still grinding, and that's that's all we can do. We just got to keep working every day. And the fact that we're still around, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good for us. It gives us some hope. Yeah, just going off that, obviously, you know, I'd love to play and hit off Beaver one day. That's obviously the goal, <laughs> to make it up there. And I got probably 20 years to – hit off Bieber because he'll be there for that long. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's obviously the goal. So, yeah, we're, for sure. We're, I, we're probably underdogs, but we're both going to keep swinging until they, they tell us we can't anymore. Exactly. We guys are in the right – Jada's in the right division. You guys are both in the right league. So, one day. Yeah, that's, that's true. We'll see a Fisher-Bieber matchup and a Fisher-Muner matchup. And then Nelly after. And Nelly's Nelly's knocking on the door. Beeb's going to hand the ball off to Nelly, and it's going to be the greatest gaucho moment ever. That would be – yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. That's going to be great. (laughs) All right, well, JJ, Clay, did you guys have fun doing this? Yeah, Yeah, that was fun, man. That was my first. That was my first one. Yeah, it's, it's always fun to open the yearbook on that time. Oh, yeah. That's our that's our best time ever. So we're we're always open to open that year. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's well said. That's very well said. Well, it, first first podcast for Clay. Jay just had some experience with the podcast before. You had to download Zoom before we did this. Yeah. So. And I was late. It's <laughs> okay. He didn't take his meds today. I didn't. It's <laughs> okay. You're forgiven. Thank you, thank you, sir. Taking a couple extra swings on the reins, that's okay. I forget. Yes, sir. All right, JJ Clay, uh, thank you so much. This was great. Thanks right. for having us, Kev. Later. See ya. All right, big thanks to our sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen, and also the Daily Nexus. Check out the article by Annika Pearson online at dailynexus.com or in print if you are in the campus area uh, this week. So check that out. Uh, one thing to clean up from the from the podcast, Clay mentioned that the, uh, the coach for the Lake Monsters in Vermont was a UCSB alum. That guy is Rick Magnante, who was from the class of 1969. He was a 13th round pick of the Cleveland Indians. So that was, uh, that was kind of cool to unearth that during the podcast from Clay Fisher playing up in the New England area. So that'll do it for this week's pod. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what's going to be next week. 
Uh, I've got a couple options, still working them out and, and see how the interviews go throughout the week. But we will have another one for you next week. And uh, until then, stay safe, enjoy the sun, get outside, and uh, go Gauchos. She left.